0: Attributes of God Knowing God beyond the counseling room Invitation I am convinced, both from my own life's journey and what I see in the counseling room, that one of the most neglected and foundational elements of a person's faith in God is that most people don't know Him at all. If I asked you to name off the top of your head A dozen attributes of God and ones that you draw on all the time that make a difference to everything you do, how you handle situations, how you pray, how you read God's word, how you view the world and how you view others. Could you? And have you ever considered that you can draw on knowing who he is to help you think or pray or act through a situation? It's a great habit to form. It's part of loving God with your mind. If I told you that knowing God, that is, knowing his attributes in more of a top of mind way, would change how you see God, see yourself, see others, see this world, see his word, and pray, would you want to? And if I told you that knowing God's attributes would help you address your fears, anxieties, worries, depression, anger, relationship with yourself, relationship with others, and how you relate to the world, would you want to know God in that way? Next to the desire I have for true believers to hold a robust understanding of the gospel of God, I have a growing longing to help others have a practical knowledge of the attributes of God for beyond the counselling session. Stephen J. Lawson has said, If we're wrong about God, we will be wrong about everything else. Close quote. R.C. Sproul stated, All of God is all of his attributes in all of his entirety. Close quote. Every attribute belongs to the whole of who God is. And because God is the one who was and is and is to come, then all of his attributes have pre-existed, exist today, and will exist forevermore. In our ever-changing world, God is our constant. I'm telling you that theology, the study of God through the Word of God for all of life and godliness is the best cognitive behavioral therapy you can get. The best self-help, the most satiating, the most fulfilling, the most thrilling of thrills and joy of joys a person can embark on. In this world of wars and rumors of wars, endless scrolling. Where up is down and down is up, and where ancient truths are now declared in law as mythical by our own government, educational systems, workplaces, and communities, we need to know God. Christians are to study the word of God. It's not an option. It's essential. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God study study so let's study I want to invite you to a group session for women only for clients past and present and for friends and friends of friends I want to invite you to a 10-week study of 10 attributes that will teach you the counsel of God so that you can counsel yourself and counsel others if it goes well, I'll offer another 10-week course in the summer or fall. So far, I've come across upwards of 50 attributes that I'd love to study and know and apply. Here's a sampling. God is accessible or approachable. God's aseity, his self-sufficiency. God is caring. God is creator. God is Counselor, God is Eternal, God is Faithful, God as Father, God is Forbearing, He is foreknowing, He is Forgiving, His Glory, His Goodness, His Grace. He is a Guide, He is the Healer, He is Holy, 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 God as Husband, God as Immutable meaning unchanging, impartial, incomprehensible, infinite, intimate, invisible, jealous, just, love, majestic, merciful, omnipotent meaning all powerful, omnipresent meaning God is everywhere. His omniscience, meaning he is all knowing. He is other or otherworldliness. I love that one. God is a God of order. He is patient. He is perfect. He is a person. He is present. He is a provider. He is righteous. He is Savior. He is sovereign. He is spirit. He is a God of sympathy. He is a God of sufficiency. He's transcendent, triune, truthful, wise, and he is a God of wrath. When I started out, I thought there might be a dozen or so of God's attributes. And there are certainly many ways that theologians and scholars have categorized the attributes of God. We are invited to know him. He wants to be known. And in being known, we can be known by God. How incredible is that? So we will meet and I will teach on one or two from our list. We will define each attribute and I will help you learn what God is and what God is not. And we will discuss together how knowing the said attribute of God can be applied to our struggles, challenges, situations, attitudes, behaviors, and actions. In one biblical counseling model, Heath Lambert divided the attributes of God into two categories, and that is strength and care. Being a gospel girl, I've wondered about pulling out the attributes of God that speak to the gospel of God. Perhaps we will take a look at different ways to categorize these that would be most helpful to you. And you can come up with your own list on this journey. I will provide some handouts, but you should show up with a Bible, a notebook, a pen, and be ready to study There is a non-biblical proverb that came to mind when I was thinking about why I wanted to do this. And it goes, Give a man a fish, and he will eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, and you will feed him for a lifetime. End quote. So the premise is this. Teach a person how to do something rather than just giving it to them is more beneficial to them. This is what I want to do in group sessions. I don't want to just tell you about the attributes of God at the tail end of a counseling session as an add-on. There's only so much time we have together and so much to cover. What I want to do is teach about them and help you think through how to apply them to counsel yourselves and others and ultimately to know God and know him better. I also believe this will change the way you see scripture and how you pray. And I look forward to sharing more about that. Knowing God changes everything. R.C. Sproul said, you say you know Jesus, but does he know you? What if you don't really know the God of the Bible? Would that explain why you struggle to want to read his word? What if you discover through this study that you never really Knew God. You might know about God, but that doesn't mean you know God. J.I. Packer said, Our greatest purpose in life is to know God. So, if our greatest purpose in life is to know God and we don't know Him, can't describe Him, can't understand who He is, that might explain why we feel like our sense of purpose is elusive. Knowing God gives us purpose because it is our purpose. A.W. Tozer said, The most important thing about you is what comes into your mind when you think of God. I wonder if you even know what to think of God when you think of God. Stephen J. Lawson says, High views of God lead to high and holy living low views of god lead to low and unholy living i wonder how much we have made god so personal that we've missed the wonder of god the otherworldliness about god and we've lost the sense of awe of the holy 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 god of the bible Many of our churches today are biblically anorexic, biblically illiterate, theologically weak and devoid of substance because we've become so culturally relevant that our reverence for God has been lost. Knowing God isn't head knowledge, nor is it some fuzzy wuzzy feeling in your heart. Knowing God is both experiential and intellectual. Seek to know God and you will know who you are. Seek to know God and you will find purpose. Seek to know God and you will have everlasting counsel, better than the counsel of any earthly counselor. You will have the counsel of God, the wonderful counselor. Heath Lambert wrote, One of the most wonderful things about the Bible is that it does not merely describe that God exists and what he does. The Bible tells us what God is like. So join me beyond the counseling session into a journey to know God through a discovery of some of the attributes of God.